Alright, welcome back to another edition of Stories from Behind the Lens. I'm your host, Sean Turner, coming to you from Silverthorne, Colorado. Wait, yes. Might be Dylan. I don't know, I'm like right on the border. Staying at a hotel, waiting for my wedding today. Seeing as I had a two-parter today, we got the, well not today, but two-parter for two days. Ranch activities on Friday, and then the big day wedding on Saturday. So very exciting times. Got to be up at Aspen Canyon Ranch doing basically ranch activities yesterday for four hours. Um, I I was never planning on going horseback riding, but the girls were. So I was trying to get some photos of them like leaving. But luckily, as the guys decided to go gun shooting, I mean, why not? We're in the mountains. We were heading up the little trail and we came across the girls coming down the trail finishing. So I just happened to be on the right side of the car with my camera and little... Look what we found. Boom. Girls on the horseback. A couple aspens right behind them. They actually came out really good for me just kind of not looking through the lens, not looking through the viewfinder, not even putting on the uh, uh, the live shoot or the live view. I don't really like that unless I'm using manual focus because the track on the 6D, that little box in the middle that tries to track the focus, it's, I don't know, the focusing's different on the live view. Maybe the 6D Mark II when that comes out. Oh, God, I'm so excited for that camera. Maybe that live view will be a little better for the uh, the tracing of the the tracking of the focusing. But anyway, that's not what's important. Uh, didn't look through anything. Just got awesome photos of them, and they were even like, "That was so cool! How you just you got the photos of us that we drove by." Uh, yeah, just <laughs> got lucky. So anyway, so as the girls were out doing that, I got to tag along with the guys to go up shooting, which was kind of crazy and kind of fun. Uh, well, I mean, nothing like super crazy, and I like paintball or those weird airsoft pellet guns and then while other people are shooting real guns now it's all just a couple real guns so listen to the safety lessons and then got myself into a, a safe position mostly from the side of people didn't try to do anything stupid from the front not even a posed one i'm just not a fan of the posed fake shots and i mean with a gun th- there's so many other like cool posy shots like if you're going to be aiming and pointing it and I'm taking a photo. I'm trying to get a photo right as you fire, or at least a sequence shot to get that thing. Ejecting cartridge or some muzzle flash or some smoke coming out. But just standing there pointing it over me is just kind of, it, it's weird and lame. Definitely dangerous if you're going to actually take the shot. So didn't do any of that. Well, I shot some, or took photos of some skeet shooting. Got to be careful on my shots when I'm talking about shooting. <laughs> took some photos of skeet shooting. Took some photos of them shooting their, uh, I think it was a 22. Uh, one of the groomsmen brought his personal Glock 40 uh, that him and his girlfriend, it might have been fiance, I wasn't paying close enough attention. Him and his girlfriend were sharing because um, those rounds are expensive. <laughs> I'm learning all this for the first time because I'm not a huge gun nut. I appreciate them, but I'm de- I don't own any, so not yet. <laughs> now you'll see. So finally they offered like, hey, do you want to shoot? And I was like, oh, of course. I mean, you guys did. You guys are you're up here having fun. This is your guys' day. I mean, I'm up like, no, 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 dude. There's, there's plenty of ammo. There's plenty of everything. Like, if you want to, go for it. All right, sweet. So everyone had their turn on the skeet shooting. So I pulled up, and of course, I've been skeet shooting before. So I had to ask him, like, is this similar to the skeet? Like, I know it's a, like an actual pump shotgun. So my, my basically doing it. He's like, it's the exact same thing. All right, cool. So. I'm just, I don't know why I'm terrified in front of other people when I'm shooting a gun that it's going to be so much more fucking powerful than I'm expecting. So I'm always like bracing this thing like it's a fucking 50 caliber and I'm about to knock me back a couple feet. No, it's just regular skeet shooting. I think I missed all but one the first 
go around. The second one, I did three for five, so I was much more proud of myself. <laughs> but the first time definitely sucked. So it's crazy awesome to put the camera down. I, I always want to hand it to someone to tell them to take photos, but I'm always terrified something weird's going to happen. So until I run into the actual like other photographer there who knows what he's doing with the camera, um, usually don't hand it off. I just hope someone takes cell phones, which no one did. They were taking of each other. I mean, how can you blame them? I'm not part of that family. I'm not part of the group. I'll just have to be more confident in handing off cell phones and not looking like a tourist. Can you take my selfie while I'm shooting the gun? While I'm doing something cool that you guys are doing? Uh, I feel so dorky doing it, but eh, it's got to be done if you want those photos because until I have an entourage of you guys following me around with your camera phones and just sending them all to me, this isn't going to happen yet, so I got to do it myself. Let that be a lesson to you. If you want good selfies, just suck up the embarrassment and do it your fucking self. So did that and then shot some of them more and then they finally pulled out the big gun. They had a... So yeah, those two, and then the groom brought his AK <laughs> and a ton of ammo. And apparently in Colorado, it's legal to have a 30-round clip if you either owned it before the new law went into effect, I believe that's half, or if you buy it like like Batman style, like you buy each part individually and then just assemble it together. So it's almost like you're hiding what you're doing, but everyone knows what you're doing. So essentially, you could buy a 30-round clip. This is what I'm told, the, the alle allegedly. I mean, I have no reason not to believe them, but don't use me as your source of information for gun laws in Colorado. But allegedly, you, um, if you, you assemble them together. The, the plastic, the... I have no, this shows how much I know about guns. The plastic part, the bottom, and the spring that pops the... that pushes the bullets up. You can, you can make a 30-round clip for the AK, so... Everyone's doing it, and he's warning, like, all right, you guys want to stand back. It's pretty loud. I'm like, what about me? He's like, oh, you're fine. So that's that's my first sign of, like, oh, something, <laughs> something's probably fucked up. It's about to happen. I'm like, you warn everyone else to go stand back because it's loud as fuck, but I'm, I'm cool standing next to him. I'm like, well, I guess I have the earphones on. Boom! That fucking thing was so goddamn loud. I wasn't... It wasn't, like, 50 caliber loud or, like, one of those is, like, a bomb going off loud that just, like... Oh shit, eyes open and everyone's like, what the fuck? No, but it definitely was the loudest bang of all the guns, by far. And I could feel each time they shot it, just like, I want to say the shockwave, this, whatever whatever went out, I could feel a little bit on. It's like, poof, poof, damn it. That gun was fun. So I'm getting some cool shots of that. And of course, hey, you want to shoot it? Seriously. All right, show me how. So I get the lesson, popping the cartridge, safety down. Uh, red is dead, safety to the fire. Pop that bad boy down and just do that thing. <laughs> Fucking kick. Not enough to like bruise your shoulder because also I'm not one of those idiots who leaves that huge gap and pow, pow. <laughs> just snap it on your uh, shoulder. <clears throat> but the thing, uh, it's so powerful. I'm trying to aim it like, I mean, I'm not the best aim, but just taking out those cans. It took, I think, 25 shots before I finally hit the can. I was getting so mad. But the cool thing is, since we're shooting, we, we can't shoot high because if it goes over the, uh, if it goes over this, like, back hill, it could possibly travel another mile and just, you know, highly unlikely, but take out a hunter hunting on BLM land, like, far, far away. So we're all shooting kind of low anyway. Not that the hill behind us is low either, but just being safe. And every time it hits the dirt like this little, it's like a bomb in the movies goes off, like boom, boom. Just seeing dirt kick up. So I'm still aiming for the can, but at least you got the second side. 
what the fuck word am I looking for? I should have taken Alpha Brain this morning before I did the podcast. Bad idea. But I'm loaded up on coffee, so that'll make up for it. Anyway, so a little explosions going off and just looked awesome. So that's basically how we started the day was just a lot of gun shooting, a lot of me taking pictures of them shooting guns, uh, them talking a little shit, and then we got a couple of good postcard shots. Like I was really surprised the groom had a couple spots picked out. I was like, hey, can we get some some group shots up here? I'm like, dude, absolutely. Fuck yeah, I love I love when grooms they present themselves in this real like I don't say manly way, but like sort of just like Look, man, I know you got to take photos, but don't expect me to be excited about it. Don't expect me to be, like, offering up ideas. I'll smile when you tell me to smile, but as soon as you say I'm done, I'm hanging out with my boys. I've never had that speech given to me, but I've had that look and the speech behind the look given to me, basically. So it's kind of one of those, like, no, I understand. I feel you, man. You know, no one wants to take photos all day, but some people really want to. And not that this group wanted to, but he was very excited about certain spots. And then on the way down, he had to... He wanted to take his uh, his dad and his uncle, I believe. And on our way down, he had this little spot picked out. And he's riding in the back of his truck with his dogs. His dad's driving it down. Slams on the top. Like, bam, 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 stop. And like, I look up and look. I'm like, holy sh-. Sometimes a bride and groom will suggest a spot where it's just like, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, generic pretty. Or like, maroon bell's pretty. That's not generic pretty, but that's just like, it's almost easy pretty. And it's like, oh, dude, no shit. It's super stunning, but like, it's. It's almost like, yeah, uh, of course we're going to take that. But he finds this little, like, on the the one-lane, like, dirt, shitty mountain forest service road going up to the the campsite slash gun shooting area. This little, little turnoff. Not even a turnoff, but, like, a big enough section for three of us. And they get up on the side, moving them over, and you can see this, like, the kind of canyon behind him, the river, some aspens. It looked like a, he's like, dude, this is a postcard shot. And it's like, dude, it actually does look like a postcard shot. Nice. Because usually, like, when I hear those suggestions, just kind of just like, mm, yeah, that's a postcard. All right, man, I'll hook you up. Now make this look like a postcard if I shoot. Oh, there it is. And it's usually something totally different. But they're so happy because, I mean, that's why they hire me. I'm super creative, and I figured that shit out. So that's what you guys got to do. Get super creative and figure that shit out. So that, mm, what else was yesterday? Nothing really super fun or crazy. But, so that's why I'm staying down here in Silverthorn, beautiful little city that I love so much. Just on the other side in Dillon, there's this cafe called Blue Moon, no, wait, Bakery. I don't know, they have a chef, so whatever. Blue Moon Bakery and Cafe, and they serve sandwiches and all this. Regardless, they sell the most delicious breakfast fucking sandwiches ever. Oh my God. I'm definitely going to go over there, because I had the continental breakfast here, but... uh, yeah, you can imagine what it was. Cereal, bagels, and unflavored oatmeal. Bagels are dry as shit. They even had little uh, uh, donuts. Try one of those. It was like a four-day-old donut. It was so disgusting. <laughs> Didn't eat any of it. It took like a bite. Like, uh, bite. Mm. I powered through as much of the oatmeal as I could, but I mean that's only going to last me so long. I can feel my tummy roaring. So that's probably what I'm going to do after this podcast is go get some food. So we'll see how long I make it before the tummy starts roaring again. Oh, shit. Where did I put my juice? Okay. That's a little far away, but whatever. I'll make a reach for it in a second. So, I haven't had to stay in a hotel overnight before going to a wedding, and I'm super excited about it this time. Because I know I have a short drive. It's a 30, like 30 minutes probably with no traffic, heading up there with the, uh, the country road. So, I'm super excited to not have to drive two hours one way, two hours another day. Then another two hours up here. Maybe, assuming there's no traffic on a Saturday coming up the mountain, which usually there is since the leaves are changing. 
avoided that crowd. But I'm going to have to drive back two hours tonight, so couldn't stay two nights. Missed the wife. Yep, you, baby. I know you're listening. Well, I don't miss you anymore when you're listening to it because I'll already be back unless you somehow listen to this while we're while I'm still up here. So whichever version of you I'm talking to, I love you and I miss you. I can't wait to be home. So I'll catch you guys up on the rest of the ranch wedding festivities that go on today. I mean, I'm sure nothing crazy happened, but actually something else did kind of interestingly happen yesterday. Normally kids are like very drawn to the camera if they're not camera shy. Nowadays, there's uh, every parent has a cell phone camera and a good one. Oh, okay, not a good one, but everyone, <laughs> every parent has a, a cell phone camera that can basically take something. And I don't know about all of them, but a good amount are probably just shooting, shooting, shooting away. So the kid's used to sort of like, hey, look, you know, like, hey, picture, picture, see the picture of that. They're used to the process, but they're not always familiar with the the reality of it. Um, and I don't mean like like virtual reality or just like reality. Like, oh my God, this is reality. Uh, I mean more like camera phone is, it's a phone that has a camera. And everyone forgets that. Like, oh, it's a smartphone. It's, 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 no, it's, it's a phone. It is a telephone that does a bunch of other shit. Like my, another perfect example, my camera, my Canon 6D, it's a it's a f- camera. It's a still camera. It can also do video, but I would never call it a video camera because real professional videographers, they do use a 60. I'm not talking shit on that. And I'm not talking shit on anyone's creative process, but generally whatever your thing is designed for, that's what it is. And it can do a bunch of other shit. So when people start saying they're smart, it's a smartphone, it's a, it's a, no, it's a phone that kind of does other shit. But if you want to tell me your smartphone takes better photos, and I'm including the iPhone X. If you want to tell me, because I know in the future this will already be out, so whatever. The iPhone X, I don't know, your portrait lighting, and I saw that. It's cute, but I, I don't even need to own the phone yet to know. It's not going to replace SLR cameras, DSLR cameras, you know, DSLR, whatever. Interchangeable lenses, the mirrorless, all that, that professional quality and that glass you get. You can put a pinky nail-sized Carl Zeiss lens on the back of a camera, but... That pinky size, pinky nail size lens compared to a fucking grapefruit size lens, the same exact material. Which one do you think is going to look better? It's unfortunate, but so not to get too off track, but so kids are used to having their photo taken and some of them, if the parents actually buy cameras or just expose them, experience them, expose them to the reality of taking photos with actual cameras, they're ready when they see me. They, and I, and granted, my camera's usually always way bigger than the parents. Like one out of a hundred will have something similar to mine or bigger or better than mine because they're just rich and just, oh, that looks, let's buy the 1DX. You dropped eight grand on a camera and you only take photo. All right, whatever, you rich motherfucker. <laughs> so when the kid sees me and they see this big setup, half of them, they come running up like, oh, camera, I want my photo taken. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that. The other half though, they're familiar with their photo taking because I'm seeing them get their photo taken by everyone else. Their camera phones. But then as soon as my big camera comes out, they're like, <gasps> what is that? It's like some 1900s visit to a tribe. And it's like, this is, and this is not me trying to be an asshole, but like the shit that actually happened. They think that things going to steal your soul. There's certain cultures that still think that. And that, that might be what the little kid's thinking. Little two-year-olds. I don't know. But they had this fearful look in there like, uh, and I'm a stranger. So that's definitely not helping. But put it together. It can be really good or really bad. So yesterday at the ranch activities, uh, one of the little boys, he's the ring bearer today, yesterday at the wedding, uh, 
he's the son of one of the groomsmen uh, the bride was car- carrying around when I finally came back and met the bride since I only kind of half met her uh, at first as she was going by on the horses and I was in the car officially meeting her <laughs> and talking to her she had the kid in her arms and he was kind of squirming and wanted to get down and because he saw my camera and was like oh well, my photo taken so and most kids they come up and they start touching it and I have lens cleaning cloth so I've stopped caring if they s- slap their fingers on the lens because I have a really good lens a UV filter over it so I just clean that bad boy off and it's so much easier just let them let them be interested and the more you say no the more they're going to want to do it so just real quick and then just keep working they get bored they realize it's not a camera phone it's not as interactive as they thought so they're over it on to the next one when anyway, he came up so she put him down he just went over to the camera but like he ran over with his arms out like pick me up arms out not like arms kind of like focused like give me that toy like you know the difference between the two kids like hug me pick me up Real narrow. I um, can't believe I'm doing this with my arm trying to show you guys on a fucking non-video podcast. Uh, I made fun of someone this the other day. Narrow arms, uh, close together, like shoulder width apart. That's more just like, give me your toy or anything closer than that. So the kid, you know, the arms open, wants to be picked up. And I, okay, sure. So I kind of put the camera down, pick him up. Uh, again, I don't have kids, so I'm not, I'm always... I always feel like I'm doing it wrong when I first pick him up. I'm like, hey, is this, all right, under the butt, resting on the arm. He's pretty secure in there. All right, got my arm. All right, cool. But he's still kind of like reaching for the camera. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll pick up the camera. But I'm not just going to hold it in my other hand. So the one time I put the strap on, which is why if you saw the Instagram stories of me wearing the camera strap around my neck, that's why. In case he tries to knock it out. And he was fidgeting with the back and playing with buttons. And I didn't get nervous until he actually started being able to press the buttons. But he can't scroll, so he couldn't really do any that much damage. But I was still terrified. He might hit the delete. And somehow, when I wasn't looking, pull some freakazoid thing and just start mashing the right buttons together in the sequence of events that deletes every photo I took that day. Ah! No, 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 no. So, uh, prevent that. Turn the camera off. So he's just pushing buttons on a camera that's off. Then eventually, you know, she's like, okay, you know, you don't have to hold him anymore. And I was like, okay, cool. So I go to hand him off to the bride. And he grabs on like, no, I don't want to go off. I'm like, what the? She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, and I tell her, I'm like, I don't mind. He's not that heavy. It's not like, it's not the wedding day. So I'm not, I don't mind being distracted at non-wedding events. Because, I mean, you can't capture everything. But during a wedding, you want to capture as much as possible. Especially if you're by yourself. So I try to avoid all that. And just the day the day of, try not to carry too many kids to do extra shit like that. I help where I can help. But I, the photo comes first. Um. Actually, no, the wedding comes first and the photo comes second. So if, if me needing to help something is more important than getting a quick photo of something, eh, in, not talking about like a first kiss or anything, but like if they need, you know, a, the lighter for the, to light the candles because the other two died and I happen to have one in my bag that's at the back of the, the, the uh, church or the ceremony site, I don't mind running back there real quick while everyone's kind of looking around. It's like, I don't need to document the looking around. It's like, that's, that's kind of the example of, so I carry him around and I start, you know, kid on the arm and start taking photos. I'm not really like looking through the lens or the viewfinder, just sort of like pointing and shooting. I've gotten pretty good at that. I've gotten pretty, pretty good about knowing where I'm focusing and well, knowing how the camera focuses, uh, knowing where the zoom's about at. And then just, I mean, I, uh, this is me bragging, saying I get good photos out of everyone. That's not it. I just, I've managed to get very lucky and capture some really good photos just by accidentally doing that. It's usually of kids and dogs because they're at that lower level where I don't have to get down to just sort of click. 
so yeah, we walked around, we took some shots, all the people were like, oh my god, what, <laughs> that's so crazy, like, I can't believe this little kid is, like, latching on to you, wants to, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't have kids, I don't understand, sometimes they just, they're drawn to me, maybe it's my, my good positive overall aura and good well nature of a human being, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely not that I look like his dad, because I'll just paint it as clear a picture as possible, he was black, and I'm white, so there's, there's, there's no overlap and it's not even that me and the dad are the same height we're not the same build He's, his dad's uh, shorter than me and like muscular and if you've seen me I'm tall and lanky so even if I have a little bit of muscle definition anywhere it's not like athlete muscle and that's what he looked more like and a, a good 6 to 8 inches shorter but the obvious glaring difference of the black and white made it seem like okay he, this kid is not mistaking me for his dad but what he was mistaking me for was the, the camera toting uh, fatherly figure I guess because his dad does have a camera he brings it around all the time and it's always taking photos of him uh, but it, it was so cute when his dad finally did come over and it was like kind of put his arms out to him and it was like it was the first time the kid's like oh, yes that's who I want to go to like okay I'm down to leave and then I pass him off I'm like thank you <laughs> go back to working and the first thing I noticed when I dropped the kid when I dropped a hand off the kid and dropped my arm it's god damn my arm is like sore from like a workout sore dude how do you guys how do you parents do this like you don't most parents don't look like they're bodybuilders or like avid gym goers where it's like they're are you an athlete what do you do crossfit some sort of high endurance training like no oh you just oh you just go to the gym a lot work out no like most average parents who carry kids around like they don't look like these swole athletes they're just but the strength they have to carry that kid for hours on end it's it's impressive so my hat's off to you guys I mean yeah, the camera's kind of heavy, but it's not like a kid. Jesus. And even if I'm wearing a backpack, that's two straps spread out over my back, and it's not a living... The camera's not, like, alive and moving around, so props to you guys. All right, I think I've rambled on enough about yesterday's festivities and events. Uh, real quick, though, I wanted to touch on the 9 to 5 other job. No, I, I don't. I feel like that's its own podcast and going on it's about its own thing, but I don't know. I'm here. It's already talking about it, so fuck it. We'll, d- we'll dive in. The 9 to 5 other job. I don't know how many of you guys have a 9 to 5 and also work other jobs on the weekend, like you're passionate, like uh, like you, you work at like an accounting job Monday through Friday. But like on the weekends, you do, you, you bake cupcakes and go to farmer's markets and you're trying to do like a cup, trying to eventually open like a cupcake shop or something. Something like totally random, like different like that. And I'm not saying any of this is bad. So before we start going down that path of, if anything, if I start talking shit on the nine to five, like it's not specific jobs. It's not one specific job. They're like, no, don't do that ever because it's, it's wrong for you. It's more of less what I'm talking about is the what we're doing, what well, we what, what some creative types are doing to settle for that paycheck that allows them to be creative on the weekend. But by settling for this wrong nine to five other job, which is your full-time job. I mean, you're, you're doing that 40 hour plus hours a week. That's your, your main job. You just call it your other job because it's not your passion. That just sucks the creativity out of you. It just, it's one of those, like, it's it's soul-sucking. It's creativity. It, oh. it sucks the creativity out of you. You get home and you think, like, oh, no, I can, I can push through it. And so many days, I mean, I know I've been guilty of this. Like, you just come home just wiped. I just want to lay on the couch and barely want to watch TV. Barely want to do that. I just want to kind of just relax go take a bath some epsom salt go sit in the jacuzzi do something just super relaxing that's not oh i gotta go work out today or i 
just lose all that motivation from that shitty nine to five other job. And remember, by calling it shitty, I'm only calling it shitty because it's not my passionate thing. There's plenty of people that you sh- you'll share that same job with, the accounting job, the the coffee shop job, the waitress, the waiter job. You'll you'll share those jobs with other people that are passionate about moving up. You know what I mean? Just because you're a waitress doesn't mean everyone in that entire or a waiter, everyone in that entire restaurant is you know on that same boat of just like man, fuck this. I'm I'm just doing this for a just for a paycheck. I got to make some money while I get through college. You know, make a couple bucks a week so I can go out and do my adventuring on the weekend. Uh, no, I'm like, because there's people, there's chefs in the kitchen that this is their passion. Watch Top Chef. These these people do this the same reason we do it for for not that much amount of money. They do it because they love it, but they don't work another job. They're in the kitchen 12 hours a day. Like that is their other job. Their other job is their main job. Their main job is their passion job. And their passion job pays whatever bills they need to pay, hopefully. So there, you'll be mixed in with career people, people that love it and want to take it seriously. So it's it's not about it's not about them or talking shit on the job that they chose to do, because if that's what their passion is, that's where they belong. And that's and that's the other version of this, the other side of the nine to five, where if you're if you're doing too many things to, you know, to I mean, to keep the family going, I totally get it. You got you have to do what you have to do. I'm not in that situation, so I can never I can't speak to that. But as far as pursuing your dream, pursuing that love and even doing it a little bit on the weekends, but sacrificing yourself during the during the week of your nine to five or five to nine or whatever your forty hours you're slaving away at, it's not worth it. Pull that trigger as fast as you can and do and just believe in yourself. Take that leap. And I know it's not the easiest thing, but if you look out there, you can you eventually will find that job that's that's right for you. Something more related to your field. A nine to five within the photography field, a nine to five within the, the medical field. I mean, if you're going, if you're studying to be a doctor, there's really no reason you should be, okay, I'm totally speaking out of terms, whatever, out of place, I guess, because <laughs> I'm not a doctor, I never studied for it. But if you're studying to be a doctor, I can't imagine you'd want to rack your brain with any other like, study type information where it's like this other type of like high learning, but like low functioning job of like, Almost like working in a, a kitchen, being learning how to cook, and so, not necessarily a waiter or a waitress, but like actually in the kitchen, helping out, learning recipes, knowing how to do all this. That seems like the bad distraction, like as opposed to the internship at the hospital or or at a hospital or you know something more related to the field. And I know this this is totally kind of off off topic, but stuff like that where it's more direct to your field of study, direct to your field of what you want to do for it. And even if it's totally different, if you're a wedding photographer and you work at a one hour photo lab, like as long as you love anything and everything photography, making people happy with it, you're going to, you're going to be more, you're going to be more rich and full of creative life when you get off and giving it to people, spreading it throughout the day, that joy, that love that comes out of you is because you're doing something you love and something you appreciate as opposed to what you had before of just going in just dreadful. And it, not everyone can do and pull that trigger. I mean, every time I've done it, I've had to find another job first and then quit the main job. I've never been able to just, well, actually, no, once. When I was back at Starbucks, I worked for them for so long. They uh, they, they had this bean grant or bean stock option. I don't know. what. That's not the point of the story. But they gave their employees like a shit ton of you know, free stock. And I was working with them back when their stock fucking tanked. I'm talking like 13 bucks a share. I think I had one that was eight. It was horrible. And they give you a shit ton of them. And if you sell them right away, you, 
you only get like a fourth of it, but the longer you wait, the more you get of like the entire amount of it. So of course I worked for so long, got that shit in the beginning. I eventually cashed out and had, I wish I'd saved. I spent a bunch on camera shit and then took like a month off of work. But when I eficiently got done with working at Starbucks, that was the only time I ever really, but I just, I didn't, I wasn't ready to invest in myself. So I, I look back at that and think like, damn, that was fucking stupid. Um, but if you heard that, dang, I totally apologize. I thought I silenced my computer, but apparently I didn't because I heard it in my ears. So if you heard it, then sorry. If you didn't hear it, then just ignore my rambling. Fuck. I got distracted enough while talking where I was. So I can't rewind and think about it. Uh, God damn it. More messages. <laughs> I really hope you guys don't hear that, but I'm so sorry. I'll figure out how to do that in the future. Um, but yeah, just if you can quit oh the Starbucks drop, yeah. Uh if you so if as soon as you guys can, I mean, think about it and just get out there and look for it. Like and, and I'm I'm talking about one of the more obscure jobs where I'm coming from, photography. So typing in on Craigslist, a wedding photographer or just photographer who's looking for photography. it's so half the time you get fucking Uber and Craigslist or not Uber, uh yeah, well not Uber and Craigslist. Uber and Lyft ads on Craigslist that just basically go over nonsense of like, oh, do you want to drive for Lyft? Make an extra $1,500 bonus, blah, 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 blah. Uh, maybe. I was just searching for photography, but I mean, I appreciate the offer. So it's like, that's kind of a lot of what you're dealing with, but you, you keep the eyes open. You eventually find something. You just got to believe in yourself and believe in what you want to do and take that risk. I mean, it's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to be easy, but you take that risk and the happiness will reward you. The universe will reward you. Maybe not as quick as you want, maybe not how you want, but it'll reward you. So take that leap of faith and believe in yourself. All right, I've been rambling on long enough, and my stomach is growling, so you probably can't hear it, but I can't, and I'm hungry as fuck. So love you guys lots. Appreciate you guys tuning in. <coughs> Damn, that was a big spike, and I went far away from the mic. Apologize for that in your ear. Uh, oh, computer went to sleep too. Uh, so love you guys lots. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting this podcast. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell everyone. Let's get on board and get this thing big. All right, guys. Love you lots. Oh, if you have any questions, co thoughts, comments, concerns, shoot me an email. Sean at 8weddings.com. That's S-E-A-N at the number 8, weddings.com. I know I made the Rogan mistake. I put it out there. But, hey, it's what happens when you're not as famous as Rogan. And you can throw your email address out there all willy-nilly. So, love you guys. See you. Peace.